Hello and welcome everybody to Flickr Effect. I'm Dave Lotz. Joining me is Bobby Jackson. How's it going, Bobby? Hey, going good. And Michelle Hillard is also here. Good evening, everyone. Hello. It is Thursday, July 27th. I mentioned that because that means it's been just a few days since San Diego Comic-Con uh, 2023, which we are all now back home from. And uh, I not that we have a ton to discuss when it comes to this year's Comic-Con in particular, <laughs> um, but I've still been looking forward to talking to you guys about it. And the only reason we've had to wait till now just because of travel and life and... Like, basically, Michelle and I didn't get back until late Tuesday night. Um, and then because we were at Comic-Con and hadn't seen Oppenheimer yet, we used last night to see Oppenheimer. So now we're finally able to chat about Comic-Con. Yeah. Yeah. I used, I used uh, was it Sunday or Monday, to watch Barbie. Oh, so okay. I saw the other half of... Uh, Barbenheimer. Mm. Yeah, so you saw that half. We saw the other half. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was looking forward to maybe chatting a little bit on Oppenheimer because I know that it was your plan to see that and it hasn't worked out. But oh well, we'll talk about no. it another time. No. Yeah. Well, you could always give your general thoughts. No yeah. spoilers. Hold off. We'll just do it for all one show. <laughs> we'll hold off. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I will Sounds say good. this, not about Oppenheimer, but kind of related to seeing the trailers before Oppenheimer. Like, hmm. um, oh, what? No, just I, I got to swing back around once you finish what you, you're saying. Oh, okay. okay. There's something about the trailers I want to mention. Um, I think I've mentioned before I have I have an affinity for really well done trailers. Like, I feel kind of silly, but I know I'm not the only one who's like this. Like, there are certain trailers that I think are so good. I'm like, man, I'll watch them multiple times just randomly like well often the movies come out i'll be like oh that's a good trailer i want to watch that again like there are just some trailers i think are really well done and then there's other trailers that do just a, a quite a fine job of making a movie that ends up maybe being very good but the trailer itself is like whatever you know what i mean and i mentioned this because like for example a good example of a trailer that i would say that's out right now in theaters that fits the the bill of like uh, i think a really well done trailer is uh the trailer for killers of the flower moon i think it uh, is a really good trailer it's a very good trailer one that i'm like i i mean the movie is hopefully is just as good as the trailer but even if it's not like that trailer is solid like it's it's really well done another trailer or another movie that comes to mind that I would argue really doesn't fit the bill, though I think the movie is going to be great and I'm super pumped for it, is Dune Part 2. Like, the trailers mm. of, for that, I think, the movie looks great, but the nothing about the trailers that are like, oh my God, like, that is just amazing trailer, in my opinion. I don't know what you think. Right. Trailer, but. No, I think the Dune 2 trailer looks really good. I, I It's like, and I just, as much I, as I'm enjoying the trailer, I'm like, I don't want to keep seeing it. I really right. just... I really just want to watch that movie. But again, I think Dune 2, like what I see in this trailer, the, the movie looks really good. I don't just, I don't find that to be one of those trailers. Like, man, this is a well-cut, great trailer. I just, I don't think it is. Um, and then, like, I think it was one of the last trailers that played was for The Exorcist Believer, which I had not seen that trailer yet. Yeah, I didn't mm. watch that and either. I'll say The Exorcist Believer trailer, when it comes to the actual cut of the trailer... It's whatever. 
like it's not great mm-hmm. like i mean but except i would say the last few seconds of that trailer were effective like after that trailer played like there was a reaction in the room mm-hmm. like the room like mm-hmm. like it came alive a little it bit came alive after that trailer play were, oh, <laughs> what do you mean oh, people were like oh no oh whoa it was oh, just what? like it was very no, okay there was like a very vocal, there was like yeah, a yeah. vocal rumble through the crowd that wasn't okay. happening after like most of the trailers there were like, a couple oh's mm-mm mm. I think it's like one of the last shots in that trailer is that shot of the two girls like with their heads next to each mm-hmm. other looking up and they're fully possessed and they're talking in the whatever voice and you know it's a creepy shot but then it also ends with those like black and white like kind of right. silhouette shots that it just mm-hmm. with the music it works like the rest of the trailer whatever like the movie could be very good I, I will say I'm you know I, I'm all for an exorcist movie sure I'll see it but the trailer whatever but that mm-hmm. last, the last right. few seconds, I would say, just seemed to work for people. <laughs> like there was a, rea- a sh- definite reaction. Mm-hmm. Anyway, just yeah. Anyway, it stirred the audience. It definitely stirred the audience. But with that, I don't know. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I'll just to really comment quickly, and then I'll go back to what I was going to say. Oh about yeah, the yeah. Trailer thing. Um, I I don't know how much confidence I have in that Exorcist movie. It might be good, but. Um, I can't remember his name. Is it Seth Gordon Green or something? David, I, David or whoever Gordon did Green. David Gordon Green, who yeah. did the uh, Halloween movies, the latest ones with Jamie Lee Curtis returning. It had such promise and, and it mm. just it was not it just did not live up to it. And then I think I remember uh, sending you guys an article or at least reading it for sure about how he had kind of I don't know. I wouldn't say given up but he wasn't so high on doing this this movie after he sort of got into the process of it so it's like ooh, if he wasn't feeling it after he was halfway through i don't know how this or the sequel to it will end up turning out so i don't have a lot of confidence going into it but you never know i mean it could still be decent hopefully it's at least decent i mean yeah i i guess i would agree i i I mean, the, the, again, the trailer, it looks fine. Like, it could be really good. And then there's other stuff about it that's like, eh. Like, I'm really, I would say I'm like 50 50, where it could be terrible or it could be like, wow, really, really work. I don't know. I yeah. wouldn't say I saw that trailer. I was like, oh, I'm not like pumped or anything for that movie. Yeah, no. Yeah. But um, I was going to say, in regards to trailers, there was a, a an article I saw a couple maybe a few days ago or maybe it was even during comic-con I, I think but i saw something that said that for oppenheimer on the 70 millimeter um there will be no trailers right it's just gonna start at the time that the movie starts so that i'm kind of looking forward to to just be able to go in right when the movie starts and watch the movie and not have to worry about seeing a trailer just go and watch the movie yeah, there should, like, especially with movies that are three hours long, like, I don't care the format, like, I really wish theaters would just adopt a, hey, we're going to show you one trailer, and then that's it, because this movie's ridiculously long, like, let's, mm. you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm with you, like, I'm tired of watching seven trailers before a film. Right. Mm. I mean, it mm-hmm. from, like, so say your movie start, starting at eight o'clock. It starts with the like, oh, welcome to AMC, blah, 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 blah. Here are six trailers. 
And now we're going to have a thanks again for coming to AMC. Oh, and then here's Nicole Kidman to remind you that we're glad you're back in movie theaters, seeing films. And I'm like, it's been 27 minutes and my film has not started. Like, it's... Oh! Like, whatever happened to the day of having one or two trailers and then the like, hey, your exits are up here. Visit your concession stands. Thanks for coming and have a good night. Like... move on to like 10 minutes get me into the movie like literally it's 25 to 28 minutes of trailer of stuff before your film bug in it's a huge hot point for me if you have not figured that out now (laughs) i i I can't stand (laughs) for most people i think it is honestly yeah it's a thing and i would i would say like especially for you two like um, it's just since you just recently went to the movie theater, if someone, if you came out of the theater and someone was standing there and said, uh, I have $10,000 in my hand. If you can name all six or whatever it is, the trailers that played <laughs> in before Oppenheimer, could you name all the, mo- all the trailers that were in front of the movie? Yeah, probably. Yeah. You could. Yeah. yeah. And there was, See, there I don't think most trailers- people could because. Okay. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, there was definitely, like, you, I don't know, would you say, Michelle's probably seven trailers, and that's probably true. I mean, I would say there are instances where we've seen shorter movies, and there's even more trailers than this. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. but that's all. Yeah. No, I just figure most people, they just, they lose track because there's so many, right. and you forget what you've seen. So it loses the point in terms of you're trying to get people to, notice something and come to the movie theater for something, then you, you're missing out. And trailers, honestly, should be cut specific to the movie that they're playing with. And it's like, I don't know that I want to see a, a Exorcist trailer in front of Oppenheimer. I mean, you figure, use that opportunity to maybe highlight some more uh, low-budget films or something, or something that sort of fits the mood. If you're seeing a big-budget movie, a blockbuster movie, then you highlight some other big blockbuster movies that are going to be coming out within the next few months, but like three or four of them, not six or seven of them. I'm talking one or two. (laughs) I mean, two at the most. I don't need to see any more than that, honestly. Like, and I have no hate for it. There's the promo for the opera thing. Then there's the promo for Heather's getting re-released for its uh, 35th anniversary. Um... Yeah, and then yeah, but I think regular, all that should be before the, the lights go yeah, out. Yeah, and then there's the regular trailers. I'm just like, oh my god, this does not need to be. It just does not need to be. It doesn't. Well, anyway. Anyways, let's talk about Comic Con. Comic Con. Yeah, we got wow. we got lucky to the three of us, the four of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, got badges mm-hmm. this year, mm-hmm. so we made the. I know Michelle and I made the longer trip out. And, and uh, Bobby and Yasha, you guys were both there. Um, well, Yasha's there. I still had a, a little trip myself. Yeah. Not as quite as long orange, as yours little is. Little Orange but, County trip. Right. Yeah. But yeah. I meant you were both there at the con as well. So. Oh, yes. yes, yes. Um, but yeah, we're back. Let's talk about our interesting Comic Con experience this year. <laughs> well, I was waiting to see just how high octave you're going to go. It's interesting. <laughs> as you talk about. <laughs> Comic Con. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess 
for all intents and purposes, it was definitely a different con this year just because we had uh, SAG on strike and also the writers on strike. So it made for a lot of last-minute cancellations. Um, It made for some advanced cancellations. And it was a Comic-Con that was, in terms of Hollywood entertainment aspect, light, but not completely gone. There were still things there that had... Um, I guess some waivers that they allowed some of the actors to be there for certain things and do certain promotions for other things. And um, one of the bigger people that I remember having a panel that was there and uh, pretty much impossible to get into because I was over in that area at the time for something else was Jamie Lee Curtis was there because she had a comic book that she did and she was promoting that. And yeah, that one was uh, definitely one of those classic lines where it wraps around and goes outside the building kind of thing. And I, and I, I just sit there and thought because I was over in that area around the time that it was about to start, maybe about five minutes till in that line, like I said, it wraps around the corner and then it goes outside the doors and all that. And I was like, at this point, why not just tell people, look, you might as well, if you're not here for the next panel after this, you're you're not getting into this panel. Right. <laughs> because I think a lot of people would just leave because it's not like people who went to that panel or who, who was in there before, they don't clear the room. So someone might have been there before that. And then you already have the people who are going in specifically for that. And then those people are not leaving. So it's pointless to have that many people in line then not tell them that there's like zero to slim to none chance that you're getting into this room um, for this panel. So I don't know. I I think that's one thing that I I still think they need to fix and address in terms of the limited space that in the fact that honestly, I feel like if they looked at their schedule and maybe it would have been a little bit of a hassle, but at the same time sort of worth it that, they could have made use of ball of hall H if it wasn't in, um, if there wasn't anything going on at the time, because a lot of the other big panels pulled out, they could have moved some of the panels that were in ballroom 20 to hall H and then move some of the other ones like that. Jamie Lee Curtis one into ballroom 20, which seats more people and you probably wouldn't have had as much of an issue. And, I don't know. Maybe it's logistics or maybe people have to pay for Hall H and it costs more. I don't know how that all works. But, yeah, it just kind of was weird that I felt like some of these rooms were being packed because people didn't get to go to panels that they maybe previously would have gone to. So it ended up filling up other panels that probably wouldn't have been maybe as full before and so they never thought to accommodate for that in any kind of way to try and move and maneuver things around a bit but uh outside of that i'd say that it was pretty much um a back to basics con where it was really more focused on uh being on the floor and and going to vendors and buying stuff and, and seeing different things on the floor and also being out in the city and and going to different things that end up being in and around the city. Yeah. What do you think, Michelle? I mean, probably really just summed it up really well. I, I feel like it was an interesting con. 
because, yeah, I mean, we're talking a fraction of the panels that are normally there were still going on. Now, the upside to that is we went and saw some panels that we probably wouldn't have seen if there were other panels going on with bigger actors and stuff. So on the upside, we saw panels that we probably would never had the opportunity to watch. Um, the downside, though, I felt like the floor where, you know, that's where Artist Alley is and that's where all the big uh, production companies have their stuff and vendors and the, the big vendor hall, basically. I felt like that was just, that was the busiest I think I'd ever seen it through the entirety of the con as a whole. It was very busy. And then surprisingly out by the marina, I would say actually the marina was not as busy as it usually is. As weird as that sounds. I say that and like Saturday there was a huge line to get on the IMDB boat. IMDB boat. Um, and that's because this year, since there's no actors to do interviews with, they were just letting people sign up to go and tour the boat, basically. The, the big yacht. So, but Saturday that line was pretty long. But, like, the, you know, the Hulumation for, uh, like, Adult Swim and the Hulumation, all the other stuff that was kind of like the, the adult kind of, like, things to do out there in the arena... Those didn't seem any busier than usual. If anything, they maybe have been just slightly less busy than usual. And it, I mean, I'm saying that and there were huge lines. And you could tell there's a lot of people going through them. But it didn't seem... I feel like there's been times we've gone and the lines have been just insanity. And I was like, oh, well, I mean, it's busy, but it's definitely not as busy. And kind of the same in Gas Lamp. I felt like, oh, yeah, it's... And, and then, well, and then there's a caveat to this. I felt like the things that there were to do in Gas Lamp... We're busy, not as busy as in the past, but I think that is actually more in part to do with a new way they're kind of doing how you can go into these little promotion rooms for certain things. And a lot of that is that you have to, like, you know, basically, like, win a lottery, get into a time slot for a certain day at a certain time to go into the thing, and then a certain a number of people into it. And so just doing a line that could wrap around a building or a block... You just have to sign up uh, way ahead of time, which is something I did not know. <laughs> I don't think any of us really realized that that's how that was going this year. Um, yeah, no, I. it's like on one side, like just walking through San Diego and seeing all the wraps on the buildings and all the people. I was like, oh, this area it feels like con. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there were just little subtle things that were just a little bit off. I felt like. I did not see anywhere near as much cosplay as I usually do. I mean, there was cosplay, but the, I feel like the quantity of cosplay was way, 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 way down than usual. I don't know. It was interesting. Um, but overall, it's like, I still enjoyed myself. It's still a lovely trip to San Diego. San Diego is a beautiful city. It, the weather's amazing. The people are nice. Like every restaurant we went to, the customer service was always really great. Like, I don't know. It just, it was nice. There was, but there was, the, I will say there was just little things that I really enjoyed and other things were just kind of like, oh, that's different. Okay. <laughs> I guess it's just different this year. Like, and that's, it was like the, the motto for me. It was like, oh, I guess it's just different. Just kind of rolled with it. What about you, David? What are your thoughts? 
So I had to, I had to like look at the, my badges hanging on the wall before we recorded. I'm like, how many times have I been? And then I, mm-hmm. uh, yep, I'm like, yep, I can account for all of them. They, they seem to all be there. So I think hmm. this was my eighth Comic Con, which kind of blows my mind that I've been that many times. Um, and how many times have you been before? Like, how do you know off the top of your head, Bobby? How many times you've been? I've lost. A f- actual count. I just know that um, I I, I want to say that I've gone continuously since either either two thousand or two thousand one. Oh, so wow. it's like oh wow yeah. okay that was more than I thought actually I, yeah. I knew you had been going a lot yeah, longer I mean, than us but I didn't realize it was that much longer. No, yeah, yeah, it's been a while. I mean, I guess technically for me, it's this was my ninth actually because i went there's that one year i always kind of almost don't even count i was there the whole day it was like i was there all day saturday like when i used to live in los angeles Mm. that was like in 2004 i think i went for a whole day um but i felt like all i did that time was just like i just walked to the floor like all day (laughs) (laughs) which i mean you can if you really want to walk up and down the entire floor it can take a whole day like especially yeah. with crowds. If you take your time, yeah. Or no, it was a Sunday because I remember like being like, oh, "Okay, people are like cutting deals and stuff, and stuff's on sale." Like, um, but anyway, um, yeah, this was my my eighth full con, and uh, yeah, I would agree. It's it was definitely different. I mean, I was still really looking forward to it, and I and overall, I had a very good time. Like, it's still Comic Con, and it was great. Um, but I was still, re- I, I mentioned I was still even st- still looking forward to it before the con, even though because the strikes and everything, just because I felt like everybody else that I talked to about it, like friends and stuff, would be like, oh, like, how's it going to be? Is it even, almost like, is it even worth it? You know, and I'm like, I mean, yeah, the Hollywood aspect of Comic Con now is huge. There's no doubt, but it's not just that. Like, you know, I mean, obviously there's still going to be a big exhibit floor, with all mm-hmm. these exciting vendors and stuff like that and there's gonna be other panels there's gonna be co- actual comic book panels you know which are always there and those will maybe be a little more front and center this year and um but it was cool that we yeah i got to you know in my case i went to two different panels um you know with directors and the filmmakers for the stuff they were promoting and in one sense that was kind of nice like for instance we went to the panel for the continental and i remember sitting Mm -hmm. in that panel at one point imagining and thinking i'm like you know what most years yeah we'd probably have the showrunner up there but it would just after that it would probably just be actors right and that's great i love actors (laughs) like i'm nothing against them but i was i'm thinking about it because i was like I will say this is kind of nice, though, that we're getting this discussion about how we produced the show, like not just from the actor's perspective. And if anything, I wish there was maybe more of that with the actors included, you know, and a lot of the stuff that gets promoted at San Diego. But of course, it's understandable. These studios are promoting their their films and their TV shows and there's no better promotion than your celebrities. <laughs> like, of course, exactly. you know that, I mean, that's why it is the way it is. And I of course understand right. that. And I'm just saying it was nice that we were kind of getting a different perspective, but right. overall I had a really good time. I mean, but it was different. Like 
actually part of me was almost surprised that it felt as different to me as it mm, did. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, I knew, Oh man, like hall H is basically going to be nothing like it always is like the, because there's of the lack of celebrity presence. And I mean, each I, day there was only what, two or three panels in hall H. Yeah. So I knew that was going to be a definitely the definite difference, but I was also originally going into this con going, you know what? I'm past my time of spending night in line to, to see panels on Hall H. So I was basically going in originally, like I'm not going to go into Hall H at all. Like it's just not even going to happen, but there's still an excitement of the weekend and, you know, constantly getting updates on your phone of like, Oh, this got announced and this trailer dropped and, and yeah, you can experience that from wherever to a certain extent. But even when mm-hmm. you're there, there's kind of a buzz and excitement about it while you're there. There's times you'll be walking around gas lamp, and I've definitely a few times randomly come across not make not like a list celebrities, but celebrities walking around gas lamp. Um, so, and with that all missing, I felt like there was a certain kind of like buzz about the weekend in general that was just mm-hmm. kind of gone. Like hmm. it did. Mm-hmm. As much as I, I still loved it and I had a great time, it did. It felt like after it was over, kind of like, eh, like that was, that was great. But it just felt like, like it just kind of ended, and it didn't feel like, like I mentioned that because I think a lot of years when Comic Con ends, I'm genuinely like, oh man, that sucks. That's over. <laughs> like I got to go back home. Right. And, and I'm not saying I was like pumped to go back home this time, but I was like, yeah, it's over. But okay. Like. Yeah, there wasn't so much of the like. I don't know. Yeah, there wasn't that that feeling of like existential dread of sadness of like, oh, this is gonna be missing from my life. This energy level. This buzz about hollywood like i think there was like you mentioned energy level that's perfect like there was a certain energy level just about the con in general that wasn't there there for me yeah i would agree i would say that for me if i had to talk about one thing that i think for me really was like highlight this is this is comic con this is what's fun about comic con this is what i like and i don't know who in the marketing department at disney for the haunted mansion is working there but Give that person or persons a stinking raise, man. They earned it. They but not before the actors. Right. Yes. <laughs> but I will say the marketing the marketing people brilliant. The Doom buggies that they did on the uh bicycle people that I can't think of their names now. <laughs> They're called Oh uh, the Oh, now see, I'm going to blank on what you call those. I must have uh, said them like five times during the weekend. I can't do the name. Anyways, the people that, you know, they ride, and now they're electronic bicycles, but they can transport people, like two or three people behind them in a little carriage. They turn them into Haunted Mansion Doom Buggies from the ride. And so if that wasn't like, oh, those are fun, like during the daytime, if we we first saw them Thursday, and I was like, oh, look, they're so fun. Yay, look, it's so cute. Oh, my goodness, they're doom buggies. Then once nightfall came, like paid actors dressed as hitchhiking ghosts showed up all over Gaslamp, literally sticking their thumbs out, trying to hitch a ride on a doom buggy and would jump into doom buggies with people that were in the buggies riding around. And sometimes they'd swap out, which was really cool. Like, it was so cute and so inventive and so on theme and brand. And I was, I loved it. That was probably my 
favorite thing this year, honest to God. <laughs> Loved it. Made my And to be job. fair. To be fair, I, I not to get anyone in trouble. We don't know that they were actors. They just may have been performers or something. Because well, obviously, in this of, time of yes, or maybe they had worked out some deal ahead of time that allowed them to do it. But maybe yeah, they're yeah, not I mean, screen actors. Maybe they're not SAG after actors, but they're definitely paid performers. Yeah, some yeah, level yeah. to do that. Some type of paid actor that probably yeah, they must not. They're. Even if they must were, not fit in the guild, or yeah, or I mean, because it's not deal. screen work. I would consider that like theater work, and I mean, I know that those actors are right. different, like equity. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, um, equity. There exactly. it is. There's a word for it. But um, yeah, the name, by the way, is like I guess you would, most people call them pedicabs. Pedicab, thank but you. But I was yes. actually trying to think of the name rickshaw, which is also yes, a, the rickshaw driver. Yeah. Yes, that's another good name. But for the it pedicab too. driver, it was oh, it was really good. It was so cute. And if you have not seen these, I entice you to Google these on the internet about Comic-Con Doom Buggies. It is great. David got some good footage of um, a couple of them while we were there. It was it was good. It good was times. pretty cool. I mean, because we had already seen those going around San Diego yeah. during the day. I mean, like, oh, those look cool. They look at the Doom Buggies. Awesome. But then when it, was like, it added that extra level when we were sitting at, at dinner that, that first night. Um, it was just as the sun was going down. Yeah, and then seeing that these like ghosts are going around and hitchhiking, and I was, I was like, okay, that's sweet. Like, I, I wasn't was expecting cool. that. That's pretty cool. I was not expecting it, and it was a huge highlight for the next like three nights. I was like, oh, this is great. You did love it, Michelle. I, I, I know you definitely seem <laughs> seem to have some uh, quite an affinity for uh, those doom buggies, which. Um, so it, it definitely was a it, it definitely was cool and, and very good marketing and like michelle said if you haven't seen it i would entice you to look on youtube on q adventures and look for that <laughs> footage sometime in the future uh, <laughs> on the youtube channel q adventures so look for that sometime in the future sometime um. <laughs> at some point there'll be downtime to edit all the video that david took of the oh, Bobby yeah. and Michelle show. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, There's footage yeah, so of David on too. <laughs> yeah, there definitely is bit. footage of all of us. But I, um, <clears throat> it's interesting. I think that for myself, I, I kind of came away not feeling the way you guys did. I, I really felt more or less like this felt like a, a, a regular con to me. With the, uh, with the exception of obviously not hearing about Hall H stuff. But to be fair, I don't know if um, Marvel pulling out uh, ahead of time would have been the case even without the strike. It seems like it's we have precedent for them doing that before, so it mm-hmm. possibly could have been that that either even without a strike they would have not shown up this year, and maybe all we would have got was a DC um, Hall H thing. And so, to me, if that's the only thing we were missing, um, I, I guess I didn't quite uh, that impact didn't quite hit me quite as hard. And, yeah, there's no doubt that you'll typically see celebrities roaming around the city and stuff. And I think I did see a few. So I I feel like I did kind of have that experience as well. They just weren't there on official business. I think they might have just been there as fans of 
whatever, you know, mm. stuff. Or maybe they might have had some commitments that they were there for some smaller panels and stuff like that. But I, I think that outside of that and because of that, um, I I didn't quite feel like it was as big of a, um impact in terms of the Hollywood aspect not being there. And and I say that partially because of, like you mentioned, David, we did go to a couple panels where there were, were Hollywood projects there. Mm-hmm. And, and we got to see some directors that we know by name and yeah. uh, seeing that. And so to me, they replaced, like you said, sort of the actors that would typically be there. And uh, I would say getting to hear them talk in the way that they did was refreshing because you don't typically get to see that they, they go to the actors most of the time, whoever's moderating. And of course, like you said, that's, that's sort of the main attraction for being there. But uh, as, as people like us who enjoy all aspects and not just the stars and enjoy the other things, I, I think that that kind of filled that hole for me in terms of, uh, maybe not getting the comic book news and stuff. And it was nice to see some other stuff and give that some attention. And then, of course, I went to a couple panels where there was, um, you know, just comic book related stuff. And so I think that's typically not something I get to do every year. And I, I think that that was a nice treat for this past uh, year for me to be able to go and check in on some other stuff that I wanted to see. And then I also did something that, I've done in years past, but don't always do because, excuse me, typically, you know, it's one of those things where there's just not enough time and and, and there's other aspects. But um, Amazon had showed a special episode for Invincible that was on for Adam Eve, which is available now on uh, Amazon Prime to see that episode and but it was nice to be able to see it it was like at 10 o'clock at night uh i think it was on saturday or mm-hmm. maybe or friday i can't remember yeah so i got to see that so i don't know i felt like i had a pretty complete uh con in terms of seeing things and hearing about things and you know so a couple of trailers did drop like the marvels and stuff so there was some of that aspect there where we were still getting a few things that were happening even like almost in that sense of like Oh, I wasn't in the room for Hall H, but, you know, they dropped the, the trailer for Marvels. And so now I can see it online. It, it felt right. something similar to that in, in a small sort of way. So if I would say in years past when Hollywood is there and my experience is like, let's say, a, a nine or a ten, I'd say this year it was probably like a, an eight, eight and a half, which isn't that far off of the nine or ten that it would normally be with when there's like the big Hall H presentation, because typically speaking there's that's that's the thing you kind of is the meat and potatoes of the hollywood presence when you have um uh, comic-con for the weekend because there's always those other panels which they had this year except for minus the stars like the walking dead or you know some of the other tv shows Mm -hmm. that are been around for years like um uh, um uh American Dad and Family Guy. and So they had those things. I don't know who was present for maybe some of the um, producers or, or directors possibly, but it, it, there there was still that stuff. And, but I wouldn't have gone to those things either <laughs> because I normally would be in a Hall H for the, the comic book movie announcements. And so, yeah, I'll, knowing that that was the one thing that I probably would have gone to and missed, um, 
knowing that eh, we'll probably get some stuff later on. And it was kind of nice not having it just at least for this one year. Um, I think it didn't dampen my experience in a way that uh, left me feeling lesser in any kind of way. It really felt, I still felt really fulfilled after this uh, Comic-Con weekend. Oh, that's awesome. That's good. Yeah, and I don't want it to sound like I walked away like super disappointed in it either. I think it was just it felt I I just I guess I did feel like it, there was a feeling like it was missing something that I almost I again didn't really expect going into it, even knowing that actors weren't going to be there. But I was like, oh yeah, no, there is a kind of an energy level I think that's missing. There's a but. there's a buzzy vibe that happened that there usually is there, and I feel like it wasn't quite there. But again, that but. doesn't mean it was like a bad con. I mean, when it came to the floor. For the most part, the floor felt very much the same as normal. Minus, yeah, there was not a big Warner Brothers booth. There, you know, wasn't big booths from some of the other studios. Um, right. But it's not to say there wasn't anything. I mean, there was a, still a huge Star Wars booth. Marvel one. The Marvel booth is basically the same. I felt like it hasn't changed since I've been going there. <laughs> um, no. But still, still fun. Um, so, yeah, there was still, like, Big, the big the section kind of there toward the middle of the the room with all the big booths yeah. and then like you know on the one end of the room you still have all, mostly just kind of vendors and then at the very end you got like kind of a little video game section that basically all felt the same when it came to the floor I think what was nice is it it, it felt like to me like the few like comic like vendors that were there i felt like they were really engaging this year like there you had conversation with a couple of them and you wanted buying a comic and i had some conversations with some and i wound up buying a comic from you know lines that we probably would never even have considered hmm. but i felt like we were reaching yeah, out to, to different places you know during the con and and, and the vendors were and i'm not saying they're not this way it's just that i feel like i was more inclined to strike up a conversation right, this right. year than traditionally i am because usually i have so many other things happening in my head like oh this was just said in the hall or this was just said in there and oh this is coming like i guess my head's more buzzy and i feel like this year it was a little more clarity to really like go oh look at this oh and take my time and strike a conversation with the vendors and really kind of go oh okay I mean, like, I had a really great conversation. We went to, we went by the costuming um, guild, and they had a still suit from Dune, and it was the one that Timothy Chalamet wears in the film. And I was mm. just like, oh, like, it, like to really see it like that close, I was like, my gosh, like it's really amazing. Like, there's a lot of detail to it. It just looked so cool. And I took a little video and was filming it, and I was just like, man, this looks so amazing. I was like, oh, I can't believe I'm seeing this. And this lady was like, oh, well, thank you. And then I started talking to her. Turns out she's the woman that designed it. (laughs) She literally made it. She designed it, drew it up, made it, created it, sewed it, did all of the still suits. Like, everything's based off of her design. She was there uh, at the film, filming for the two films, and she helped make sure everything was proper, like was a cool conversation it wasn't very long but hmm. i was like oh my gosh it was awesome to meet you thank you so much for letting me for bringing this let me see this you know like it's not it's not a booth that i probably would have had a full conversation at and i did right <laughs> it was nice yeah that's cool um but yeah that panel and but so we went to one panel on hall h or at least i mean that was the only one that you did as well baby in hall h right or it was the only hall h one yeah um yeah, so we end up doing that directors on directors panel, 
done by Collider. It was a good panel. And, you know, even even knowing that there wasn't much going on, I was like, ah, there might still be a little bit of a line. I don't know if we'll get into this. And, I mean, we super just walked in. Like we that just was wa- surreal. We walked in, and, I mean, at that point, most of the room was still empty. I was like, wow, like, there's really no one in like here. Like, we coasted like, through like, security, coasted through the whole outdoor grass queue, walked right up to the line. They're like, wait, five minutes later, we were walking into Hall H, and, and basically only the press section was filled. And it was funny how, like, the people working the convention still were doing the cold, like, cheering. Like, so if you've never been in Hall H before... <laughs> Uh, not to go deep into how the queue works, but you know, once you finally get into the, the, they have these shoots, and then they'll load a shoot of people into the room as they're loading the room up. And once you realize, you know, you're walking in, like, okay, this is it. I'm actually going into Hall H. You once know? you're walking into the room where it happens, and man. Once you get like, you'll be crossing through the lobby section, for example, and like all the people like that are actually working the event as like crowd control and stuff. They'll like be cheering like for you, like, yeah, you got, you're getting in. And, and this year, obviously, totally unnecessary because, I, as we just said, it was super easy to get in Hall H. <laughs> um, I think maybe they were just excited because it was the first panel of the day. And well, like, good I mean, morning. we were even standing next to the line while we had to wait for them to load people in for like uh, this was on another day. And they were still doing it for them. And this was in the <laughs> middle of the day. Like, and it's fun. Like, I'm not bashing it. Like. It's like they were still just trying to create this excitement kind of atmosphere about going into Hall H, even though it's like, well, like, it's not that hard. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's still exciting for those first timers that have never, ever had the opportunity to get in that room ever. There's people that probably like, I've been to this con eight times and I never get to get into Hall H. This year was their year, and that was probably the best highlight moment for them the whole time. But that panel. To be fair, though, uh, sorry, I was just going to say. To be fair, though, I I I know what David's talking about because it's one thing to be like if you're outside and people are coming in and you're like smiling and say, "Welcome to Hall H. Have a good time. Have a good panel," or something like that. That's like one thing. But these people were like, "Whoa, you made it! <laughs> Welcome to Hall H! All right, all right, get pumped! Are you excited?" And it's like, uh, "Well, you know, um, I'd probably be more excited if I had to wait like two days in line, and now I'm finally getting in, like the old days, right? But right. you know, being able to walk in and right in the first opening because it was the first panel of the day, and you, we pretty much walked in." right as they were opening the doors to let everyone in, then it's kind of less exciting um, in that sense. And like you, like you said, Michelle, yeah, there's people who've never been in that room because it does get so packed and so full and people wait for days to get in there, especially on a Saturday. And so it, it is one thing, but at the same time, it, it, it was on a level that, usually is reserved for when you have to wait a day or two to get into that room for a big fan. I guess you guys are so serious. I'm not saying they were doing anything terrible. I'm just just saying like they were. Yeah. I just thought it was funny how. When I first experienced that, my first time like spending, even that first year I I went into Hall H, the first time I met you, Bobby, like 
Mm-hmm. I didn't have to even spend the night that year in 2012, but I got there pretty early. I think I got there at like 5 a.m. Yeah. or something like that. Yeah, it was pretty early. And, you know, f- to me, I was like, man, I'm waiting in wa- line for a while to get in here. And I mean, so even then when they were cheering, I was like, yeah, oh, my God, I actually made it. Because I remember also being like, maybe I got here too late. Maybe I won't get in. So once you know, yeah. wow, I'm ac- this is actually going to happen. I'm going to be in the room for the day. I was like, yes, this is exciting. So then today or this time for it to be like, Oh, you guys are still doing this? Like, <laughs> but it's, it's not the same. <laughs> oh, that's adorable. You guys are doing this. So cute. Aww. Yeah. Well, yeah. how about this? What if we put it in the perspective of you're a kid and you've heard nothing about how amazing Hall H is and how hard it is to get in there and you finally get to go for your very first time and you get to walk right in. I would be stoked, man. Oh, totally. And you should be. Like, I'm not, again, I'm not trying to say they shouldn't have been doing it. I'm just. Yeah. Saying I, it was funny. I applaud them for doing it. I'm That's glad awesome. they did. Anyway. I'd be wondering why a kid is going into directors on directors. But I, know. Hey, I, I would applaud that kid. I'd be like, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, you're exactly. fascinated by directing. <laughs> right. Um, Next Spielberg. Yeah. Which, that was the other thing. I mean, I get, we were going into that panel, but I'm like, yeah, Gareth Edwards, for example, is on this panel. Like, yeah. no, this is not Steven Spielberg, but he's made, like, he directed you know, well, at least partly Rogue One. And uh, he directed uh, Godzilla, Godzilla, like major big budget films. Like he's a serious director. He's got a new movie coming out. And I'm like, I expected it to be a few more people. I'm like, I mean, now with that said, I think by the time the panel started, I'm not saying the room went to capacity, but it, it definitely it was it filled up. up it filled up a lot more than I thought it was going to right. at yeah. first. Because at first I was kind of Me like, too. "Oh man, I don't, I don't know if this is going to get that full." And then it slowly but surely did kind of get, yeah, yeah, much fuller than I had ever thought that it was going to in that panel. But the panel was was delightful. The panel was great. <laughs> it was an hour and a half, um, and. <laughs> No, go ahead. After you finish, I'll I'll, I'll tell why I'm laughing. I think I already know why. (laughs) No, I don't. I don't think you will. But go, go ahead. Um, I was just gonna say, I I thought the panel. You know, was an hour and a half. The the three directors that were on the panel were Gareth Edwards, as I mentioned, Um, um, Justin Simeon, who uh, has just directed the Haunted Mansion film that's coming out. That's this weekend, right? Yeah, he directed um, Dear White People. Dear that's White People was debut. his kind of claim for, to fame, yeah. first film. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Louis is at Letterer, I think is how you say Letier. 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 Um, yeah, he's French. He directed uh, Fast X, uh, The Incredible Hulk, Transporter, mm-hmm. Now You See Me. Um, Those are some serious films. Oh yeah, and there's even more. I mean, more. The Incredible I mean, Hulk is not yeah. a film to scoff at. I mean, kind of. Yeah, he's but, got a long IMDb list. Yeah, he's got sure. a long list, he does, long he credit does. list to to his name. Um, and that was a fantastic conversation. I I could have mm-hmm. sat through that for another hour and been totally fine. Um, and yeah, I kind of figured with Gareth Edwards having a new film coming out this fall, The Creator. And then also Justin Simeon having a haunted mansion coming out like super soon. I was like, they may not show anything, but I have a feeling they'll show some stuff. And they did. Mm-hmm. And um, I was already pumped about the creator. Cause I, we were talking about this while we were there, like Gareth Edwards. I know he gets kind of mixed reaction from people, I guess. Um, but for some reason, he's a director that I'm just, I want to root for because mm-hmm. I like his work 
first of all. Like, I thought Monsters was great. You know, I'm not saying Godzilla was fantastic or anything, but I definitely err on the side of I enjoyed that movie, at least from a visual aspect. I love the way that movie looked. And I mean, yeah, I, I recognize it's not perfect, but but I liked it. And I love Rogue One. Um, even if it turns out there were changes to that film that he had nothing to do with. I don't know. But um, the creator looks fantastic. They ended up showing us a scene from it as well as some more kind of clips, kind of a trailer kind of thing at the end. And it's it looks even better. And after the conversation about it, I'm... I. I really have my fingers crossed. I'm like, please let this be as good as it looks. Cause it looks great in my opinion. Yeah. No, it, I but, think it looks fantastic, but I'm like, please, 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 please actually be this good. <laughs> like, so I'm, I'm pumped about that. So that was, it was a great panel. That was a lot of fun. Did he use the same, um, uh, photography director as, uh, he Cin- did on rogue one cinematographer, um, for the creator. Yeah. Uh, I could try to tell you soon. The, the same DP? Um, doop, doop, doop. I thought it was the same DP. It, it could have been. It probably was. Greg, there's two directors of photography on that film. Um, but yes. So now, yes, he did, di- so did he direct all of Rogue One? Or was there a second director to Rogue One? I'm so Well, confused. not to go down a rabbit hole in Rogue One. But basically, he, di- he directed Rogue One. He was the one that made the film. But, you know... The, the studio, I think, wanted to make some changes to it, and they brought in another writer-director to kind of finish, like, to take what was already made and do some reshoots and change whatever, mm. change the story to a certain extent. And, I mean, I, there's been stories out there as to how much was changed and how much maybe wasn't, and I don't, I think we all are, like, not sure what's 100 percent true but does that makes is that would you agree with that bobby yeah yeah it's unclear how much he was involved in at some point maybe taken off from directing and there was some okay. stuff that tony gilroy wrote and maybe he directed the stuff that he rewrote and it's it's very unclear right but the general consensus consensus seems to be that um he didn't fully direct Rogue One. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say that um, it is the same, I can't think it is of the, the same director of photography. Yeah, I was uh, saying I was saying Greg that, Fraser, yeah. Sorry. And Oren. Oh, that's right. Oren. He pointed Oren out in the the panel. That's right. Mm-hmm. What were you going to say, Bobby? Uh, just about the creator. It, it gives me the same vibe as um it's on a higher scale budget as the movie that um, oh I can't think of the name of it. But it was a low budget movie, and it was about like these robots um, in in a sort of a slum. Was it the Neil Blum, um, the Neil Blomkamp movie? Yes, yes, the Neil Blomkamp. Movie. I can't remember I can't the name either, the name but one. I knew the director, <laughs> um, Chappie. Yeah, no, not Chappie. Oh, District. 9? His first one. District Nine. Oh, yes. That was the aliens one. Yeah, that was the alien. The one, alien. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, so it kind of has that that vibe to it to me in yeah. a certain sort of way. Yeah, but like obviously a bigger budget and some other uh, visual effects to it. But yeah, um, it definitely looks like it could be good. But the reason why I was laughing earlier is because we were talking about how the room got pretty full, 
and it reminded me of one of the panels I went to go see on one of the days was something for a comic, a new comic book that's coming out for Transformers and um, and what they did was uh, Skydance, who is owned by Robert Kirkman. He they the license for Transformers and Hasbro uh, certain comics were had expired under I think it was um, Boom Studios. I can't remember for sure, but they it lapsed, and so then um, his uh, Skybound end up buying it. And so now the, he's coming out, and he uh, Robert Kirkman was on the panel for the the uh, Transformers panel that was talking about how their new universe is going to incorporate Transformers in GI Joe, and this was separate from the, the any of the stuff that's going on with the the films and stuff like that. But what um, I, made me laugh is because in, I got there early enough um, to sit in on the panel prior to that and uh, the panel prior to that was some about i don't know I, I think it's a tv show i'm not all the way sure because i think i got there maybe about 15 minutes before that panel was going to end and they were just talking about the people who were there for that panel were talking about um paranormal uh, activity stuff and the different places that they've gone to go film and shoot. And they had some people on the phone that were associated with the show and they were talking on the phone uh, to the audience as well. And then the guy who was sort of the main person there for that panel was like, you know, um, I, I'm so, could you guys in the room just like yell and, and, and scream loud for the people on the phone? Because I'm just so, pleasantly taken aback by how many people are in this room right now. This room is completely full. And then the guy next to me goes, he doesn't know that we're here for the Transformers panel, does he? <laughs> I was like, no, he probably doesn't. And then you can see basically based on how many people left <laughs> after that panel was over that, yeah, it looked like about 85% of the people were there waiting for the Transformers panel after that panel. So he just had this idea that like everyone was there for his panel, which small sense. Yeah. It was like, well, you know, I won't burst that bubble for you. It looks like you got a good full room going in and, you know, maybe some people did catch something that they might be interested in now based on seeing some of that panel that they wouldn't have seen before. But it was just funny just because I was thinking about like um, the panel for the directors on directors, um, it did get pretty full, but then I, I remembered after, as walking we were leaving that they had said that the walking dead was yeah after that. And yeah. so they took call, cover the walking dead universe. And I think in, within that panel, they announced like the new Daryl show and the new, uh, Rick and Michonne show. And so all these other shows that are all part of the walking dead. So I'm like, yeah, well, uh, there might've been a decent amount of people that might've been <laughs> there for that as well. Waiting for the, uh, the directors on directors panel to end. So that's yeah. Yeah. You just never know. It's funny you say that. Cause I want to say I've had that same kind of experience, I think in ballroom 20 in previous years where I went mm-hmm. to ballroom 20 for some panel that was like, yeah, this is going to be a big draw. And I, and like the panel before it, which was definitely not something not to say people weren't <laughs> there for it, but it was it was not the reason the people were in there. And I remember one of the actors saying something similar, like, oh, it's just so it's so exciting. So many people are here or something like that. And thinking like the same exact thing, like, yeah. <laughs> like <I> mean, <laughs> yeah. we're not all here for you. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's just a sad reality just because of the fact that they don't clear the room. So right. you really have to kind of camp out, so to speak, in a room that uh, may not be showing some panels you want to see just to get to the panel you do want to see. But like you said, that I, I think in my experience, that's actually always been kind of a treat where I'll sit through panels I would not have probably gone to and then found myself going, oh, wow, I should totally watch like yeah. whatever this is that I never would have considered. Like, yep. Anyway, that definitely happened to me. I think with the uh, big bang theory, I think I sat in on a panel before I'd even watched the show because I was trying to see something else. And mm-hmm. I think it was in uh hall H it may have been at the time and, or possibly ballroom 20. And I was like, Oh, this is because they, they were showing like eclipse of past seasons leading up to the due season. I was like, that actually was funny. Yeah. And then some of the stuff looked funny. So I was like, Oh, I'll check this show out now. So yeah, it does it does happen and it does sometimes work in their favor. Yeah. But yeah, that was a great panel. Um I was gonna mention too, yeah, this was my first year actually, I guess, doing one of those full like experiences outside of the convention, the official convention. Um uh, which you and one of the installations. Yeah, yeah, you've never done a gas lamp installation. One of you, you guys have done those in the past and I think yeah. I think in previous years I've just always been interested and in, you know, to be to explain, like, you know, for those who haven't been there, like in the gas lamp quarter there, right outside the convention center, like studios and such will like rent out or buy or, you know, these spaces. And sometimes a lot of times they're like restaurant spaces and kind of just for the weekend, convert them into this kind of installation experience. And, um, you mentioned this earlier, Michelle, in the past, it would just be a matter of standing in a long line to eventually get in. And now they, I don't know if this is a result of the pandemic or what, but, now it seems to move to like at some point before the convention, knowing what website to go to on what day. And then you can like, I guess, pre book a time. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the Paramount plus one, it was the Paramount plus lodge. They did have a standby line that we stood in. Bobby, you were kind enough to stand in it longer than Michelle and I, <laughs> um, <laughs> because, uh, the sun was like, just, I was like, I know I'm going to burn in the sun. I can't, I got to move to the shade or I'm getting oh, out of, oh, I'm getting out of line. Oh, we did. And, um, yeah, we ended up getting in, uh, which I was almost that said at one point, not expecting to even happen. Cause I was like, if we don't get into this next group, I'm done. I'm, I don't want to waste too much time here. And yeah, we ended up getting in and it was cool. I mean, it was nothing like super mm-hmm. amazing. It was basically like kind of, I guess on the theme of those commercials that paramount plus has done with like they're all on the on the top of the peak where it's snowing and it's like characters from all the different shows like doing whatever i don't know um i guess it was kind of on that theme like this is a lodge on the mountain and there was a you know you got two free drinks you got a a a good burger from good burger Mm -hmm. Um, welcome to good burger home of the good burger can i take your order I've never seen. Any, I've never seen that. <laughs> I, I think I've I saw seen that movie. the trailer. I I've think, seen it. Yeah, yeah. I think I've seen the original movie once, way back in the day when it first was released. And but yeah, like uh, the you know, the the skit that they always ran. Yeah, I, I've watched that lots of times. Do you remember what the show was called that they did it on? Which one was it? I'm trying to. Think it was now. either Keenan and Kel or, uh, but I think it was probably all that. I think it started on all that, and then it went on to the Keenan and Kel show. 
Yeah, probably. Because they both were kind of I didn't watch either, but I just kind of remember that time frame. I didn't watch Candy Cow. I watched all that for a long time until, like, probably the last season, and it kind of got away. But even, like, yeah, Mm. I used to... I'm big... I used to watch Nickelodeon a lot. Nickelodeon and Disney, but mostly Nickelodeon. Like, it was... For the time, Nickelodeon was kind of cutting edge. They had, you know, all that, Mm. and then they had the show called Roundhouse. Like, it was pretty interesting for being a tween teen that time. For sure. Anyways, sorry. We had a good burger. <laughs> we had a good burger. Anyway, it was cool. Like I wouldn't say it was something I I would have waited all day in line for, but it was it was cool. Like especially a, you're gonna give me two free drinks. Sure. Yeah, I was, gonna, I was just about drink. to say that's the first installation I've gone to where they've given you cocktails. I was like, dang. But I heard. I think one of the. Oh, go ahead, dude. Oh, I was gonna. I we had heard from other friends of ours like that the AMC like. Um, uh, the immortal universe installation that they had was apparently pretty cool. It sounded pretty sweet and I wish we could have done that. But again, we hadn't prearranged a ticket or whatever for that. So I didn't, I didn't bother trying to find a way to like get there super early to get in. Yeah. That's what I was sort of going to say at one sense. It's you, I know that they have done that in the past for sure, where you could reserve times and mm-hmm. get tickets ahead of time. And but they've also always had a regular line, and in this year, at least for the one that we went to for Paramount, it wasn't quote unquote a regular line. It was a standby line. It was more or less like okay, we're going to let people who already had got tickets and reserved their times, they go in first, and then you know if some people who didn't show up for that time, we're going to let some more people in from the standby line, and so. That's a, a little bit different than I've experienced in years past where it's mm-hmm. just not like uh, you didn't always have to just get a, a ticket ahead of time or reserve ahead of time, even though that that option was there. Um, you could just be standing in line and, yeah, you probably might have to wait a while before you get in, but you'll probably get in if you got there at least at a decent time. And I think one of the things, too, um, that's being done or at least in a couple things that I, I know that we went to over that weekend where one at the Paramount thing and then also at the FX thing is that it's one thing to sort of get in there. But then as you get in there, there's sections that have different things going on that you have to wait into another line to be able to partake of that specific thing that's in that mm-hmm. section. So like FX had things for some of their shows in their areas that were like little mini installations of whatever that they were going to be doing for that particular show. There's one for Shogun and there was one for, I I forget one of the other shows that had something going on, but they had a few different things. And then same thing with the Paramount thing. They had something, um, uh, something that was like involving a tattoo. I think it was for the 1883 or so, or 1923, maybe one of the, um, shows um taylor sheridan shows yeah and then there was something for star trek um that was it just looked like mostly that was just for ambiance i don't think there was actually something specifically to do there for star trek maybe but then there was um something for yellow jackets that you could do and then there was something for their new show uh lioness that you could do and so but all those had little lines many lines that you had to stand in in order to um do something and the installation, I think, once you get in and you have it 
uh, about an hour, I think it was, to be able to do any of the things that you wanted to do in there, which includes get your drinks and um, also your your good burger and all that. So, yeah, it, it was. I, I thought it was pretty cool and, and fun just to be able to get in there and do that. And then I would definitely say that knowing now that they are doing more of the reserves and the ticketing things, it it would be more beneficial to start looking for those things early and probably following something like the unofficial blog or something that allows you to kind of get a heads up on when these things are going to be available. Cause sometimes they don't just necessarily be like, Oh, okay, they're going to go on sale or or not sell, but they're going to go on availability on this day at this time. Sometimes it is just, you know, yes, they'll do that, but it's not necessarily first come first serve. It could be a lottery system and you can get picked that way. So, right. But anything else guys, I think we're running out of time, but any, anything else I'm not thinking to bring up. Mm. Not specific to the con itself. Other than I would just say that I, there was one question I wanted to ask you guys. One thing I didn't get to do this year, which I typically will try to do every year, is right across the street from Petco, there's an area where they usually have some stands and some other stuff going on where you have to kind of get inside. And this thing is usually pretty busy because you don't all, you don't have to have a badge to get into it. So some of the things that you, they do have downtown for installations, you need to be uh, attending the con to be able to partake mm-hmm. in. This particular one, you don't have to. So it can create a bit of a line, which I, I think it's cool because it gives people who are just hanging out in the city a chance to see and, and get a little taste of the con and, and experience some of the stuff that goes on. But um, for me, it was not a good enough time uh, to be able to get in there and experience it. And you guys mentioned when I talked to you, David, at least that on that Sunday, you were going to be walking back by there and maybe go inside. Did you have a chance to check out that area? Uh, no, we did not. Um, uh, yeah, we were walking over the bridge and could kind of see from up there what it looks like inside. And um, it definitely d- also did not seem as involved as I've seen in previous years where correct. they really fill this, like it's like a parking lot or whatever up with like various stuff. And there was things in there for sure. And a couple food trucks, but it didn't, but like walking over the bridge, I just kind of looked at it and I was, I was tired, I think. And like, you know what? I'm good. And then, but Hey, mm-hmm. if there's not much of a line, sure. Like I'll, you know, we'll check it out. But then there was a long enough line though. I think it was moving. Okay. There was a long enough line, but then it looked like two bus loads full of people were just getting into the line. And I was like, Oh God. And I saw you had to go through a security checkpoint, which that looked long. Totally understand. I'm cool with that, but I was just like, eh, I don't. I think I'm good. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. So we did not go in there. Okay. To, but to yeah, I feel question. like usually that's got a little more interactive stuff to it. And I yeah. feel like this year they had the Transformers that were there, and then they had like a video game set up, and that looked like it. The rest looked like food trucks. And usually mm. there's quite a few. There was one year I went in, and they had a whole um. Oh, God. It's like a B-list, D-list, kind of C-list kind of movie. It's like Dale and whatever, the Chainsaw guys. I can't think of it. And then I can't think of the movie now. Um, 
And I know which one you're talking I know about. We've been <laughs> blinking on the exact yeah. name, but anyway. So they had a thing there, and I got a, a koozie from that. And then they had there was one year, another, maybe it was the same year. They had stuff for um, oh, it's that horror movie line that you always want me to watch, David. I've only ever seen the first of the haunted book. Saw? Oh, Evil Dead. Evil Dead. They had an Evil Dead thing oh. with the original guy, and like they had other they had freebie swag stuff there. I remember that year. But yeah, I feel like there's usually more mm. things. And I feel like this year, just like there was a lot in there, just food trucks. And I was just kind of like, mm, mm, I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't pull me in with enough stuff at that point. But th- this is Sunday. We're basically like mentally like, okay, we've done everything we want to do. I was like, eh, I'm good. We'd finished our shopping. I, would say- I was ready for a beer. The thing that surprised me that stayed busy the entire time, or at least for every time I saw it and walked by it, uh, a few blocks away from where the convention center was and where most of the installations were, there was an installation that was going on um, for that weekend and maybe a couple days prior to it for um, a Sonic place, which oh, not yeah, the Sonic, Sonic is in the food place but like sonic the hedgehog and it had sonic themed items and stuff and that place was busy before it opened (laughs) and it was busy when i would pass by it later on walking back and i was just like you know maybe i'd be interested in trying something there but this place has got a steady long line that never seems to die down so i never got a chance to go in there either and there was also I mean, maybe I never ventured this far out and I don't realize that they're there every year. But um, so we ended up like we were staying down in the I guess what's that kind of the East Village area, right? Yeah. Um, Close to the five. And um, from where we were staying, like we could see like down below, like there was an installation way down there for like Jurassic Park. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, do they normally have something this far? I'm not to say it's far away, but it's, it's farther far out than enough away. Far enough. Like, I would say. And I was like, I wasn't expecting this down here. We could also see there was like an Amazon, like, like look like a merch booth like oh, yeah, thing yeah. in the back. Like, it was interesting. I didn't expect something that far out is my point of bringing that up. Mm-hmm. But you said, yeah, like and I heard that was it. Definitely. It was one of those things that I remember seeing early on. And and I remember even reading something to the effect that it might be a a one to possibly try and hit up to see if they still would have some uh, tickets open to go to it. Because some people who probably booked the ticket to go see the thing didn't realize it was as far away as it is uh, from the convention, uh, thinking it was probably like, you know, closer to right there where most of the action is and so maybe they would have given up on it but i heard it was an actually uh, a good installation it's just that it was not one that was as easily accessible as most of the other ones typically are yeah but um yeah i think that's all i got i don't know if you guys have anything else that was no just looking forward to comic-con 2024 and Hopefully, we'll see uh, James Gunn announcing all the DC stuff and Kevin Feige mm-hmm. back with some Marvel stuff. Mm-hmm. Agreed. That would be nice. Back to the good old days. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, with that, 
we're going to wrap things up. As always, we would love to hear back from you, everyone listening. Please reach out to us with your questions and comments. Um, you can email us at feedback at flickereffect.com. Your thoughts and reviews are also greatly appreciated, uh, depending on where you're listening to us from, either Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. Uh, I don't think you can leave comments on Spotify, but if you could, I'd say, please, please leave us a review. That'd be great. Yeah. With that, I'm David Lott. I'm Bobby Jackson. And I'm Michelle Hillard. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.